So yeah, tell me, like, tell me what you're doing right now. I I know you've just flown in from New York. Yes. And I know you're a pilot. Yes. Uh, who is working with Air India? Yes. How are you doing your MBA? How are you in New York? What's happening? Tell me about this. You know, the Shahrukh Khan guy dialogue comes to my mind. If you want something from your heart, then the whole kainat is broken. Something like that, right? So I think that's... the ideology i followed all my life i think whenever you want something and you really want it to work out god kind of gives you mediums and things happen um i was flying for a long time and i was at the pinnacle of my profession where i was flying the uh, world's biggest twin jetliner really really grateful and really just humbled by how i achieved all the milestones you know that i did achieve in my life and um looking back you know i just i remember the time when i would tell you that i'm going for my pilot training yes. medical <laughs> and i and i'd look at you as a pilot for na ladki ko yes yes and tab se you know from that time the struggle and the point where i would say that i will fly for free you know right. i just want that one job and coming from that point to the high point i reached in my aviation career i felt that at any point in life if you're not able to tangibly give back to the position you're in uh carry that forward with as much uh, just by as much enthusiasm there's something amiss that means you need to enhance your skill set and enhancing skill set only means one thing which is education and i think both of us are on the same page for that so i've been very passionate about doing my mba from the beginning but of course the resources the very fact that how where what but this time you know when i was in covid i saw so many of my friends you know losing their lives and 
I just felt that if not now, when next? So uh, I took this step. I said, you have to grow professionally, mentally, and also be able to contribute back as citizens, as professionals, you know. You need that skill. You need further education. So um, MBA was uh, my next option, my next choice rather. And there I was. And I applied and God was kind enough to um, get me into the best business school. Yes, One of the and best. Not, and not just Zoya doing her MBA from the Columbia Business School. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is on a 100% scholarship. Yes. And you are one of the first Indians yes. to have ever got a 100% scholarship. Listen, yeah. that, I mean, goosebumps. <laughs> Seriously, like how? I have no idea, Devya. I think I've always wanted everything from my heart. And that want is so much stronger than anything else. And it comes from a place of gratitude because what I want to do this for is to be able to tangibly give back to the okay. world. That, you know, that has made me what I am, the captain's Zoya that all of uh, the world knows of today. And I think um, to be able to rightfully be in that position to give back, pay it forward, oh, I gosh. need this education. And I think um, one of those things, then it, it just kind of happened. I did not know what was the true meaning of having a full scholarship. When I went there and I saw all of my batchmates, they were on a 20 year loans. And uh, then I realized how amazing it is to have a full scholarship and not really think about it you know so i'm i'm really grateful to be able to get to the point where i have achieved all this and uh, it actually fuels me with that much more passion to be able to give back to the world not just in india but also um in in new york where i have a non-profit as well where i'm doing uh, in the space of education so uh, it just kind of fills me with more enthusiasm. Let's go. <laughs> no, I love that. You know, you talk about the pinnacle of success, and obviously, I think there are tons and tons of milestones. Uh, but I, you know, there's there's one that's of course touched all our hearts. Uh, you know, first time flying over the North Pole, mm-hmm. uh, the longest flight. I think so many of us Indians were so <laughs> proud uh, to see this happen. So tell me about this experience. Tell me about the emotions. Oh my God, that was incredible. I think uh, we planned this flight for a very, very long time. We could not make that happen due to multiple reasons. And eventually, when we could make this dream of Prime Minister Modi ji happen, his dream was to connect San Francisco, which is the Silicon Valley, to Bangalore, which is our Silicon Valley, for a very, very long time. Um, And this was the best choice in terms of the routing, uh, the money that we would save uh, because of the operating expenses, the fuel expenses. And finally, we could get all the clearances because North Pole is not like a normal flight. It's like a little challenging in terms of uh, the route that you fly over, uh, the clearances that are required, the equipments that are required. So we finally got all of those things sorted and we were on our way and it could not have worked out in a better time frame because we were just kind of that whole veil of covid was kind of lifting up and uh we all remember that and i think there was just so much of excitement in the air everywhere that you know air india was going to be flying one of the world's longest flight and the cherry on the cake was it was an all women crew wow so that was goosebumps (laughs) did that feel like on top of the north pole just women Mm -hmm. like it's incredible how did that happen? Did I you think select that or 
Word. Um, so yes, we wanted to kind of send a very empowering message. You know, we at Air India are very fortunate. Uh, from the very beginning, I have been in an airline which is equal opportunity employer. Very few airlines back then were like that. There were many airlines, leading airlines in the world, which did not have women as pilots as much as five years back, which right. is incredible, right? right? Yeah. But Air India has always been way, way ahead in terms yeah. of empowering their girls. I love that. So I think we just wanted to kind of showcase that not just we are fulfilling Prime Minister Modi ji's dream, but we are also carrying the flag of Nari Shakti flying high with it. But kudos, like kudos. And God, you know, that just makes me so proud that we actually walk the talk. I mean, I was just reading up that Air India has 15% women pilots mm -hmm. as compared to the global rate, which is closer to 5%. Yes. So there's actually a place where we are leading. Absolutely. And how? And, you know, it's incredible. Um, they were, in fact, when I joined the airline, there were hardly any gold pilots yeah. back then. From there to come to a place where we have 12.4% and coming close to 15% within Air India, it's a milestone, I think, and exemplary, not just for Air India, but to the world. Right. That where Air in, where India is reaching, not just yeah. Air India, but India is flying super high in oh terms of God, empowering women. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been an incredible journey. And I think I am not just hopeful, but I'm confident that with the whole new policies coming in about empowering further women, um, I I'm sure very soon we'll be seeing this percentage at 50%. I'm so excited. <laughs> but tell me a little bit, I mean, and we started with this, but tell me about your journey as a child. You know, like I still remember at 16, Zoya would be like, I'm going to be a pilot. And I'm like, <laughs> tell me about that childhood journey, you mm -hmm. know, convincing the parents, the family. Uh, what was that like? Ooh, um, I think... All of us have a journey, right? Like whenever we think about doing something which is not the norm, there are always challenges along the way. And uh, for me, I think my dreams were omnipresent and they were more kind of relevant in front of my eyes to the extent that I would just wear blinkers and just go all out. Yeah. So I wanted to basically touch the stars and that's where my story started from. And I thought maybe if I can fly the airplane, I can possibly touch the stars. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still trying. <laughs> I'll get there, inshallah, one day. But uh, uh, Virgin Atlantic is starting the yes, flights. those flights. <laughs> but still, yeah, touching the stars. Well, you know, I, sure, I didn't know sure, that much sure. back then. <laughs> one day, one, one day. day, I'm sure we'll be able to figure out a suit that you know we can wear yeah, as a star. Yeah. Um, so I think coming from the point where I was so driven to the extent of just wanting to do anything to get to my goal of becoming a pilot. Um, I think I kind of made my mom cry along the way, did did face a lot of um, resistance from my family, the society, because at that time, nobody would want to yeah. do such things. Yeah. And um, here I was, wanted to want telescopes and not Barbie dolls, which scandalized my parents. And um, also, you know, it's, from the point of parents, I think they feel that they are doing their best in terms of protecting their child. I was the only child yeah. and girl child back yeah. in those days. Yeah. Um, it was different, right? Like, so my parents were coming from the place of protection, whereas I just didn't see anything. And I just continued doing that. And I tried and do everything along the way to kind of help 
them aligned with my aspiration. So when we met, you know, with St. Stephen Days and um, all those things were on the way. I was kind of on the way. And I'm glad, you know, pe, uh, where you have dreams, you always can create a way to get there. I love that. And I know that you had an exceptional academic career. You have studied under streetlights. But just making sure that, hey, I am so dedicated that I guess everyone had no option but to fall in line. Yeah. With- and I think Dibya, it's, it's relevant, right? In terms of if you have, I encourage every single person who ever sees this, every girl I meet, every single person I meet, please dream. The dreams are yours because if you don't dream, nobody else is going to do it for you. But also put in that work behind those dreams because if you don't put in that work, nobody else is going to do that also for you. Oh, yeah. So we have to not just be able to dream for ourselves and want whatever it is that you want. And there is no taboo, there's no no's, there are no rights. It's yours, you know, whatever it is that you want. Want it from all your heart and then work towards it with all your heart and soul so you can get there. I like that. You have to put in the work. And, you know, about making dreams come true. Mm -hmm. uh, There is a Dharavi girl that, you know, you are currently supporting and making her dreams come true. Tell me about this story. Like, how did this come through? So, uh, Devya, when all these North Pole and all those things happened to me, I could not understand what was happening to me, you know, because I was thrown into limelight and everything just kept happening. Even my airline thought that it was like a 15-day glory period, you know, when you would get all that media. And then in my case, it just kept rolling and rolling. And I, it took me a while to understand why is it that out of 2,000 pilots, things kept on happening on my flight and to me, where so I was. Religious, so it's the longest flight, the Vande Bharat flight. I think there was youngest. someone in your 2015. Yes, in flight the job. flight, yeah, which fell sick, and then I was the youngest, and all this. <laughs> so things kept happening, and I could not put things together. Why was it happening to me? And as time went on, I became more and more passionate about connecting with the kids that were coming to me on social media. I was hardly on social media before that. Overnight, I had people following me and kids writing to me that if you can pursue, you know, the path of your dreams, so can we. Uh, Like I have no um, resources and there's one kid who wrote to me, I don't know how he got my cell phone number. He said that I have epilepsy and I had given up all hope of my life, but seeing your journey that you have pushed through. So that kind of gives me hope towards my life. You know, when you hear these kind of things, it kind of changes you as a person, you know. Then my whole perception kind of became like so many kids are reaching out to me. And I feel like I have been given the blessing of this position that it's not something that I have to, I want to do. It's something that I have to do. It's my responsibility to be able to pay it forward, give it back. So uh, with the UN thing and um, I was working with UN women as well. Um, and I saw a lot of girls out there as, you know, who kind of needed that support. Um, so I launched Uran Pari, and which is my nonprofit where we train um, young girls, brilliant girls who are from disadvantaged backgrounds. Because there's so many kids you meet, the girls, who have dreams, but their dreams are crushed before they even begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to be able to help those girls who are passionate about aviation, but lack the resources. And I think if we have more girls in aviation, the aviation forecast of the industry 
is you're going to double, you know, the, C, the compounded annual growth rate is through the roof. And we need to support that with our girls. And what better if you can support not just their aviation dreams, but also transform their life, their family's lives, the community's lives, and in a way, change the world. So that's what Uranpati is doing. And that's where we are supporting Nadrat because um, Nadrat is a brilliant kid. Her mother is a cleaner and uh, she earns 5,000 rupees a month. Um, unfortunately, she's super brilliant. She cleared the most difficult exam in um, uh, India's aviation exams. It's called Igrua, and she didn't have the money. So uh, somebody told her that Captain Zoya can help you out. She has Uranpari uh, where she helps out such causes. So she went to Air India's office and stood outside for five days. That is incredible, you know, to wow. me, that's wow. fire. Wow. Like a girl like that who refuses to budge if she does not meet Captain Zoya is someone who's going to be the next change maker of our country. I love that. You know, wow. So I saw little Zoya in her, that fire, because I would also go outside and stand outside airport for infinite number of hours. Oh, when there's pilot, I'll ask her, how do I do it? Oh my God, that, so, is, yeah. that is so heartwarming. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. That is such an inspiring story. And, and best of luck. And I wish it with Natrat. And can't wait to see how she's going to transform the world. No, and thanks, Devya. I think also we all have to come together as a country. Like for Nadrat, I just kind of got back and I was um, in uh, talks with one of our um, uh, one of our friends, uh, Mr. Rishi Kajaria. I think their slogan is Desh Ki Mitti. And I think that's where Bharat Ki Vetti and Desh Ki Mitti came together. Yeah, yeah, let's get everyone together. Exactly. And, and then let's, let, let's, because she can. Yeah, <laughs> because she can. And, you know, we need people to come together to support such dreams. Nobody can do anything alone. And uh, support not just her dreams, because for me, Nadrat represents the very Bharat Ki Beti, which they call me. Any Bharat Ki Beti with dreams, who is passionate, who is brilliant, and she will be the next change maker. She just needs that little push and that. nudge. I love that. You know, uh, Zeri, talk about the highs and, and, and the amazing experiences, um, but I'd love to get into the lows. I mean, can you tell me about a time, and, and of course, being a pilot, it's amazing. But can you tell me about a time when it's been fearful or scary or, you know, any time when you've been really afraid? Uh, and how have you faced that? Flying? Uh, honestly, I was never afraid. Uh, because flying, it's, it's every situation in life um, is a challenge, right? Yeah. And this is all about how you kind of overcome that. And we are trained over the years when you fly, we are trained from the very beginning. This is how you're going to actually overcome that situation. Like this happens or that happens. So flying, not challenges, yes, but fearful, no. Uh, but I got, first time I got fearful, I think, was during my MBA when I went there. And you think, you think, <laughs> you're, you think you're smart? Well, no. <laughs> when you are in an Ivy League and you're sitting out there and you're amongst the best of the best so in the world. So this is Captain Zoya, who is sort of like repatriation, no worries, I'm here, not full, I'm here. <laughs> and I love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you go there, it kind of is very grounding because it makes you realize you don't know anything. When the professor is talking about so many concepts and you don't understand that, all you're doing is Googling 
uh, arbitrage, what is that? <laughs> Excel, what is that? Like, so I think it's been a tremendous learning um, curve for me, really, really high learning curve, but I'm really glad that I kind of did it. That is the only time I think I have really tangibly felt fear because that is something I was not, the world I was not exposed to and I had to yeah. learn everything afresh. Um, it was super fun, super exhilarating. I wouldn't have had it any other way, but I'm a change person today. I see the world very differently, you know, through my MBA experience. It completely broadens your horizons, makes you understand what is what behind the scenes, what you were just seeing, you know, like I was seeing the airplanes. I understand things running, the numbers running Absolutely. behind the scenes. So that's been fun. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I think growth is behind the pain. So if you face something that scares you and that makes you afraid, ultimately that's what's going to Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, one of the Stanford professors, I even now I remember his lecture watching it, says there's, there's two times when you kind of will grow. Let's say if you've reached a peak, there has to be a dip down to regain that momentum to go up again. Absolutely. And you can go higher like that. So if you're not afraid of failure, I think if we treat every failure or rather fear as a learning opportunity, I think just that perspective shift can transform us in, as individuals. Love that. Um, so yeah, being a captain is not easy. Uh, tell me, and just I'm so inquisitive to know this, <laughs> what does your day look like? Like what does that entail? Uh, so they're never two same days. Uh, it would be different, let's say, even if I was doing like the same flight two different days, they would be completely different yeah. because the weather could be different. Let's say if you're doing Delhi to JFK, one day you could have perfectly clear weather and no issues. The second day could be like what happened to us in 2015, uh, where it was raining, lightning, and uh, we took off from Delhi to JFK. It was um, full flight. Um, we entered, I think, Pakistan, um, and one of our passengers fell ill. Just kind of allowed a little bit of time for the doctors to check upon her, and the doctors came back saying that, oh, you know, she only has two hours to survive. You better land the airplane. So those are the kind of, you know, situations when you're kind of dealt with. It really makes an impact on you because that person is just not a passenger. Air India has always ingrained those values that a human life is above everything. It's paramount. And uh, from that place, that person could be someone's mother, someone's wife, someone's child, you know. And I always feel that we have to do our best because ultimately it's in our hands is that two hour deadline and for us to get her there on oh ground. And uh, the weather was crazy in Delhi, Devya. I had a couple of choices, whether to go to Lahore, but the geopolitical tension was such that, you know. God, that's so scary. <laughs> it's like, oh God. It's, it's for us, it's not scary. It's something that I have to do. Like it just kind of, you're in that responsibility mode all right. the time, right? Like so, um, and Air India does a wonderful job of training us. Like I think in any airline for that matter, you know, we pay a lot of emphasis on training so that when, these kind of situations do arise, you're able to rise to that opportunity and kind of save the day. And uh, that's what we did oh that particular God, day. Sorry, Captain Zoya <laughs> saved the day. Oh, no, I didn't. All of us, my team saved the day. Yeah. I was just one of them. And uh, so we could have gone to Lahore, but we did not because of geopolitical tension. Even if we landed 
Lahore, which is right there, there was no guarantee that she would have been safe. But I knew in my motherland, in my country, we have more hold of things and the way things happen. So we decided, I took a 180 degree and decided to go back to Delhi. Weather was really bad and um, we were going to New York. So we had an Olympic sized pool of fuel within our oh. airplane. Oh, <laughs> Without dumping, which we could not have landed because the weather was really, really bad and we had a couple of things uh, on our airplane due to which we had to dump that fuel. Dump means like jettison, take out that fuel, make the airplane lighter. Right. And um, I ha I remember I requested, you know, one of uh, my colleagues, let's ask uh, the uh, Pakistan air traffic controller because we were in Pakistan to dump fuel. So they said, no, probably they would not, you know, they'll say no. So let's, let's ask. And uh, first time we asked, they said no. And then I came on the mic and I was like, sir, if, you know, we can do this, it'll help us save a, save a human life. And they were within two minutes. He kind of came back and he says, you're cleared. And thanks to that person, we were wow. able to land back. We could save her life. Wow. So um, I think power of communication is often underestimated and we take no too easily. So we should definitely keep pushing the boundaries <laughs> till the time we don't hear a yes. What a story, Zoya. What a story. But, I mean, really, so much respect and just such an exciting life this is. Uh, and you are so inspiring, but who inspires you? I think this little eight-year-old Zoya, who continues to stay within me, who continues to push me for my growth every single day, even if I'm scared, whether I'm sitting in the uh, classroom with my MBA classmates who are sheer geniuses or I'm anywhere else where I am thinking twice about oh, what she continues to push me from inside from within and whenever I think nay, 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 yoga, it's impossible she's the one who always reiterates nay, Zoya, try it it's I am possible and I am totally completely I owe all my decisions in terms of my growth aspect or whatever to her because she's the one who pushed me all throughout and uh, I wouldn't have had any other way so I'm really inspired by her and of course my ultimate inspiration is um, the God the Almighty who pushes all of us because I feel somewhere along the way um, the God puts us on a path which you're meant to follow sure. and uh, I think whatever I'm able to do is ultimately God's blessings and I'm grateful for that. And Gordon, of course, you're also on the path to be a spokesperson for generation equality uh, at the UN. Uh, so what is your views on generation equality? And, you know, and, and how is that something that we should be thinking about and taking forward? I think my views, like I was telling you earlier, uh, we often talk about how amazing it is that India has the highest population, uh, highest percentage of women pilots in aviation um, as the whole country-wise if you split the data. But I am just not happy about it because I feel we have reached 12.4%, yes, but there is so much more to do because ultimately we have to realize this 12.4% is in the urban areas, it's not in the rural areas. Our rural India is where 67% of our Indian population lives. And until we don't address the education um, gaps in those areas, 
we are really not able to push our girls into the maximizing the potential of the country and the world. So holistically, we need to tap into the rural areas as well as the urban areas to drive the women empowerment in yeah. every sphere, uh, whether that be aviation, whether that be corporates. Like I just feel there is so much of lack in every place, which place, right? Even if you go to New York, women are only there in certain fields and the others, they're just not there. Like even in Italy, like now, of course, we have Italian prime minister who is a woman. But earlier when I went there, uh, when we were at the Italian parliament and I spoke about my journey over there, there is so much that has to be done to put the girls in the non-traditional um, careers. Absolutely. Normal is fine, but we need to get our girls where 50% is a normality. Like it should not be that we are celebrating International Women's Day. There should Every day should be International, International. Women's Day. 50% of our captains need to be like women. And Absolutely. And 50% everywhere. Like even in the C-suite, there are hardly any women, right? We need to kind of get that whole um, revolution started. And we need people who are like-minded, who can understand where they come from and push for that so that others uh, can possibly come in when they create room for that. Love that. Uh, so exciting, sir. We have a really cute, fun segment. Okay. Okay. Um, so these are quick answers. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to put it and then you can just like the first thing that comes to your mind. Right. right. Um, if not a pilot, what would you be? Astronaut. <laughs> I could have guessed this. <laughs> Okay, I I I I think I'm gonna write some pieces. Oh, that's the You can't you can't blame me. Come on. <laughs> favorite movie. Top Gun. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> such a cliche. Oh my god. Oh, such, I was like, "Ito bolungi." Ito kal kabi alvida na kena to ni bolungi na kuch kabi kuchhi kabi ko. Your best free time activity. Reading and thinking. I like that. Reading is good. What are you the most proud of? The fact that. I don't, God has put me in a place where I have been able to say very openly that I don't take no for an answer. Love that. And especially from the Pakistan air controllers. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's like a living proof, you know. <laughs> uh, three things that every girl should believe in. Herself, herself, herself. I love that. If you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in any of your dreams, your aspirations, your... Uh, negative points, your plus points. First, you have to believe in yourself. Just stick to that. First word that comes to your mind. Life. Dreams. Stars. Touch. <laughs> Zoya. Captain. <laughs> India. Love. Fun. Me. Oh. <laughs> and finally, I think this is the last question from mm -hmm. me, is what does because she can mean for you? Because she can means that every girl in our country, in this world, should be empowered enough to know that she can be anything she wants to be. And as parents, as our society, as all the stakeholders in that world, we have to ensure that our kids 
are not treated differently. Like when a child is born, this whole gender disparity is in a way we are causing it. Because we tell our kids that you're a girl, you play your kitchen set se khelo, and you play tennis or tennis or cricket. Khelo. That bias is set, uh, you know, set in by the parents, by the very family. And by the society. Exactly. And I think we have to understand that we cannot have our children as boy or girl. It's a child and that's it. And let them dream, allow them to dream because they can, because she can, because dreams do not have a gender. I love that. Thank you so much, Zoya. This has been really a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Love